to the Strong Life Coach Podcast, where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. Today, I'm joined by special guest, Ed Beershank. Ed, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much, Derek. Great to be here and uh, appreciate the invitation. Of course. And I know um, probably some of my favorite guests are other coaches because we're wired similarly. We want to help people. We understand asking questions. We understand potential. We believe in people. And I love having coaches on the podcast. So. Well, it's a treat for us to have you. Well, thanks. It's a treat to be here. So uh, let's get rolling. All right. So I want people to know who you are and who they're tuning into. So I'm going to go over your bi- your biography real quick. So you are the chief potential officer with A-Team Coaching. That's correct. I like the word potential in there. Oh, yeah. I, I decided to, to be a CPO. I didn't want to be a CEO. <laughs> I wanted to be a CPO. Yes. So you've been a business coach for for over 10 years, working with the owners of various companies, including professional retail logistics and service organizations. You have over 25 years of experience as a business executive for H-E-B food and drug stores. I'm a H-E-B fan, so represent. Hey, good. Yes, All right. yes. Now, you say that the, the most significant businesses and coaching skills were gained as an executive responsible for hiring, training, and coaching thousands of key employees and managers to achieve the successful opening of 100 retail units in less than six years. That, that's right. That was one of my, that's my largest career challenge I've ever had to face, going mm-hmm. into a new territory and starting from scratch and opening 100 stores. Well done. Again, we're in the presence of greatness right now, baby. (laughs) I survived. I survived. Okay. So uh, you use your experience plus your MBA to drive your passion for helping companies and individuals to unleash their untapped potential. You're active with nonprofits serving on the board of directors for one, an organization whose mission is to promote faith-based leadership training and healing prayer to make a difference in communities and organizations. That's right. We wanna, we, we're on this earth for a purpose. We want to make a difference. That's right. I love it. Love it. All right. So let's jump into the interview. Okay. What, what has helped you to, what's helped you the most to be a successful business coach? Well, I think um, one of the things is foundation, um, foundation in principles and values. And yes. um, one of those uh primary areas was my father worked for an organization for uh, 47 years. Wow. Solid. Wow. Uh, So he was dedicated to his work. Mm -hmm. He was very principled in what he did. He was principled in all of his decisions. And growing up, I saw that principles were the foundation for life. And I I use that as um, a key for my own life. Um, I was I was introduced to seven habits when I was with HEB Grocery mm-hmm. Company, opening yes. all those stores. And one of my challenges was I had to find some type of tool or process that would help create uh, culture and the right kind of leadership, so yes. I could open those hundred stores. And so mm-hmm. I looked to seven habits and the the principles that are grounded in those yes. and found that those really built a great foundation for helping people grow internally yes. in their life. Mm-hmm. And also that translates into how they treat people in the workplace. Yes. Oh my goodness. I think I, I have a new quote that it, this came from you, which is the principles are the foundation or how did you say it? you said you said principles 
or the you said the, it, it, it was something so eloquent. I'm not gonna be able to repeat it, but but principles are the foundation. Yeah, absolutely. They're they're the foundation of life. Of life, that's what the it was. Fa- principles life. are the foundation of life. Yes. And and you know the way I look at the things that we do in the workplace, in our careers, in our professions, yes, yes. Uh, w- we have we have life. Yes. of which work is a part of that. Sure. But if your work is not aligned with the principles for your life, um, you, you just really won't be happy, yes. you won't be successful, and you won't be able to make the difference that you really want to make. That's right. Oh, that's, that's lovely. That's lovely. Again, if you're listening in, I mean, it, it, it does challenge us to consider the principles we're bringing in, the principles we're listening to, the principles we're reading, the principles we're implementing into our world because they make all the difference. Absolutely. So talk about, tell me about how, how coaching has shaped you as a person. Well, how coaching has shaped me as a person. Um, I've, I've always been drawn to training, mm-hmm. training and helping others, no matter what, uh, no matter what I was involved in, either as a, as a young adult, uh, being an explorer leader, uh, being involved in my church, or yes. actually going through school and trying to create some disciplines around my own study, but make a difference while I was working while going through, through school. But um, the, the, what coaching has done for me has really caused me to drop back and really understand that it's not about what I have in my head and the knowledge and experience I bring to the table. Mm-hmm. It's extracting that knowledge, experience, ideas, and perspectives from other people. So what I've learned is um, listen more than you talk Ooh, yes. and really ask cogent and powerful questions to have people use the God-given talents and brain that we have. Yes. I think that's such a great point in the coaching realm because there's so much that what we do, we're just asking the right questions. We're asking, we're listening, we're helping them to come to an awareness of what they want to work on, mm-hmm. awareness of a strategy, awareness even of the obstacle and how to overcome obstacles. And some people, you know, I remember the first time somebody said, oh, I heard you're a coach, so I have this problem with my, my boyfriend, so tell me what to do. Oh, and, yeah. and then I'm going, well, I'm not <laughs> sure if you really understand what coaching is. I don't actually tell people what they should do, have to do, must do, need to do, but it's helping them to see what's best. Yeah, and, and, and that's part of what we started talking about. That's why I, I, I call myself a chief potential officer. Yes. I try to drill and drill through questions to help people understand that they have the potential in them yes. to do my, almost anything they want. Yes. And secondly, to solve their own problem. That's right. If they just really reflect and dig a little deeper, they'll find the answer. Yes. Oh, I love it. I love it. We're, we are in tune. I'm getting all the positive vibes over here. <laughs> you are speaking it, my language. There's energy in this room. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Now, now there are there are a lot of coaches out there life coaches, executive coaches, and business coaches. What, what do you, how do you see it when you, when you think about a business coach? How does a, what does a business coach do different than the other types of coaches? Well, let me, let me start with what we do similar first sure. because um, life coaches cause people to think about where they want to take their life, what contribution they want to make, mm-hmm. what is their legacy, yes. what do they want to leave behind, and then they build some self-develop, help them build some self-development skills and disciplines around making sure that they execute on whatever that purpose or strategy is that they have. 
And so that's where a life coach is. Yes, yes. An executive coach causes us to look inside uh, our own leadership and determine how we lead from within. How do we make a difference? Uh, kind of putting up a mirror in front of them and saying, okay, so look at this. If you were to experience this type of leadership, how would you feel? Well, mm. How would it make a difference for you? Wow. Now, um, take what you know about how this would feel for you, and that's how you turn and translate that as you interact with other people. So it's about inter interpersonal skills and and um, really being helping them be focused about executing some kind of end result sure. um, for their business or whatever they're leading or whoever they're an executive for. Uh, then um, a, a business coach, what we do is take both of those, okay? How are you doing in your life? Yes. How are you doing in your professional career and yes. and your chosen profession about how you want to make an income and yes. produce some uh, resources that you can use to fulfill your life dream? Right. Um, and then we take that and we say, okay, so you are in an enterprise of some sort. Uh, all of us are CEOs mm -hmm. of our own life. Yes, yes. And... Uh, we have resources that which come to us through whatever profession or trade or, uh, or uh, career that we choose. But what I do as a business coach that's different is we actually focus on the five P's. And so we drop back and we say, okay, so you've taken, you've reflected internally about yes. what you want to accomplish in your life. Yes. You've decide, uh, decided what kind of leader you want to be. Now let's take a look at how you actually execute that in, mm. the, in an enterprise. So the, in, in the enterprise, you have an end result that you want, and that's profitability. Yes, yes, yes. So that you, those are the resources that are going to enable you to live your life and make a difference in the community. So then you have to back up from that and take a look at the other piece. So what about the people? People are the biggest asset that you have in your wow. organization. Mm -hmm. So how are you gonna treat the people? What processes are you gonna use to engage them? Yes. How are you gonna make sure they, they know that you appreciate what they do to help you be successful mm -hmm. in your business? Well, then we take a look at your internal processes. What, are, what processes actually drive the success of your company? And we look at your products and your services and try to say, okay, so of those products and services, which ones produce the most revenue stream? Mm -hmm. Any of those products or services that you need to tweak or change to increase that revenue stream that produces the end profit. And then we look at promotion. How do you really market yourself as an organization and your products so that people, that so, so that you fulfill needs that people actually have so we yes. do marketing is all about uh understanding the need of folks out there and mm -hmm. solving that need through your product services and the people in your organization who help yes. deliver yes okay he just i think he just gave us a business lesson that we can take and use so let me give let me get, it got people people process process product product promotion promotion and that produces the end result, which you're after, which is profitability. Profit. So that you can replicate that and do whatever you want in your life that yes. you're uh, passionate about. I think you just gave us like a $5,000 principle right here. So right. if people can, can fo just focus. Yeah. Right. There's five. There's just five areas. Yep. And if you can be successful in those five areas, um, you can get everything that you want.
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And just just like what you do as a coach, mm-hmm. you help people focus on yes. what they want to achieve in life. Right. You help them um, be accountable about doing the basic steps they need to do to produce that end result. Yes. Same thing with me. Our, my focus is just more on helping them in the intricacies of running an enterprise as well as running their uh, running their own life in a way that fulfills their mission. Mm, I love it. I love it. Good stuff. Thank you for sharing that insight with us. So talk to me about who is the who's been the most influential coach in your journey and what specifically helped you with with what they've uh, with with, with uh, how they've invested in you. Okay. So I'll I'll start out with my first human resources role. I, w- I was working for IBM, and, and during that time, I, 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 I gained my master's degree in business administration mm-hmm. and, and human resources practice, so I wanted to become a human resources manager. So I, I had the privilege of working for a company that was involved in, in insurance. They had a, a primary insurance agency. They were growing, and the owner of the company, TJ, um, I won't use his last name, but he, he, he was one of these guys that always stepped back. He had seven mentors in, wow. his, in his business. I mean, he had, and he looked upon me as a mentor and coach for him around all the people issues in his business. But mm-hmm. he would bring me in on Monday mornings, and you'd think Monday mornings is a crazy time, but he said, Monday mornings. Uh, we're not booking anything else for the first two hours. You and I are going to talk about how we tap the human assets in wow. this organization and find assets that will take us to the new place. Wow. So we talked about people for two hours, strategizing, focusing, building action strategies uh, so that we could move his business forward because mm-hmm. it was in a primary growth mode. Yes, that sounds so, like somebody who is all about growth, seven mentors, and getting two hours just to talk about people development. Yeah, so what I really learned from him is you have to give yourself that planning and strategic thinking time. Yes. So my my second influencing uh, person who was a great coach for me was uh, the individual that I worked with at HEB Grocery Company. We were, I had opened four stores just by myself and just the operating crew, and, I thought, well, okay, so I'm next in line for the director of HR or the VP Mm -hmm. of HR. Well, they decided wisely uh, to bring in somebody from the outside who had grown uh, a large retail organization. So they did. Mm -hmm. And so I had the fortune. Uh, I was fortunate enough to work for a person named Dale. He, his company that he helped to grow dramatically was in the auto auto parts business in a retail environment. So he rapidly expanded that company so he knew where we were and -hmm. what we needed to do. Yes. So here's here's what he taught me. He taught me that what you do is be really clear with folks about um, what you're expecting of them. Line out collaboratively the goals that you want to go after and then step back and just be the the roadblock the person who clears roadblocks for them don't get in their way get out of their way and let them go toward the mutual goals that you you've agreed to mm-hmm. and allow them to fail 
because they are going to learn when they fail. Wow. So I stubbed my toes a few times and I learned every time. Yes. And I learned valuable life lessons and lessons about human resources and lessons about growth. Uh, from him. Yes. Oh my goodness. We got, we have to we have to just pause and kind of extract these principles out because um, so that one you just said right there, allowing people to fail. Absolutely. That one. That's a gold. That's a that's a, that's a, that's a gold nugget right there because we want to jump in and save people all the time. Oh, absolutely. And we want to control. We want to dictate. We want to you know pre- prevent every harm and and problem that they're ever going to face you know ahead of time. Right. Um, but to your point about allowing people to fail enables and empowers them to grow. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think another thing that hits me is there's a quote that um, one of, uh, in a, one of the masterminds lead on Monday nights, uh, one of the doctors in that group, he, he, we, were, we were discussing, he, sh- he said, done is better than perfect. And it, 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 what it brought out of me was this idea that progression beats perfection because perfection never comes. Yeah, that's right. And, and what I'm hearing from you is, yes, um, allowing people to go through their mistakes because there, there could be so much gain in their pain. Right? Absolutely. Yes. Even the, the, and, then, and I wanted to make sure we hit the, the first influencer you talk, talked about, the idea of reflection. Mm-hmm. And that's a principle that, he, that when you talk about it, these, if, so even people listening to this podcast, if you're listening to a podcast that's about leadership growth, it's about development and coaching, mm-hmm. then likely the person listening to this there's somebody focused on growth and they're an achiever right right which achievers you know those those of us wired as achievers we want to go 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 right um but the value that you described with your first um with the first guy you mentioned um is tj yeah tj the, the the power of reflection and strategy sometimes you have to slow down to speed up. Ooh, yeah. You just have to slow down to speed up. That's and, right. And, yeah. So slow down to speed up. Again, another nugget. You know, uh, Ed's dro- dropping on us today. Okay. All right. Go ahead and tell us about the, the, the third uh, the, person. The third one. The third one was actually my grandfather. Yeah. Uh, when I was young, I used to. Um, um, I, I grew up in a family of six kids in a two-bedroom house so we were we were crowded mm-hmm. so when I had the opportunity in the summer to go work on my grandfather's farm it was like okay send me in <laughs> I don't care if I have to hoe cotton or uh, shuck corn or go out in the hay field and get all sticky mm-hmm. that that doesn't bother me yes and so uh, but I, I was I, I went with him during the summers, and we would always, and, and it, whenever, and whenever school was out, I'd go spend a little time with him and help him on his farm. He was a sharecropper. He didn't have a whole lot, but mm-hmm. everything he had, he took very good care of, and he was very meticulous. Yes. So I was with him one winter, and we were, you know, I went to went to see him, and we were out there messing around in the barn. It was cold. My hands were cold, you know, and every time you hit a piece of wood or do something when it's cold it's like ah well we were there and we were sharpening his saw we were sharpening his his tools that he used we were sharpening the plow and we were doing all this stuff and it was like grandpa it's cold out here why are we doing this and he says well when the when when the spring comes and it's busy and it's daylight we have to spend all of our time tending to the crops and making sure that we're, we're toiling the ground and tending to the crops, we will not have time then to sharpen mm-hmm. these tools. Yes. So he taught me about sharpening the saw and utilizing the time 
that you have for the things that are most important priority. At that time, you couldn't go out and do anything because the fields were, you know, uh, yes. just uh, just blank. Um, but you could spend the time doing things that meant something for the future. Wow, there's a there's a principle right there. I mean, you're you're. you're you're preparing to, I'm hearing, you're preparing to maximize. Yeah. And you're maximizing the moment because, right, to your point, there's certain things that are, even I, I'm thinking about people out there, the situation that they're in, the circumstance that, that, that they're in right now, there are limitations potentially, right, of what they cannot do right, right. now. But what can you do? Yeah. And they, 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 there's a quote that, that came to me that said, when opportunity is knocking, it's too late to prepare. Right. So when that opportunity is here, that we that hey, be when ready. The sun, when the sun's shining and, and you gotta you gotta put the crops in the field, you gotta put the crops in the field. You can't mm-hmm. sit there on the side. Exactly. Uh, sharpening that, sharpening that tool. Yes. So, yeah, you do yes. have to step back. Uh huh. Great principle. I think great principle. Thank you for that insight you, you, you shared with us there. Now, how, how does coaching influence other areas of your life? Well, I think coaching, um, coaching. Coaching has some very specific processes to it. Number one, dropping back and reflecting. Yes. And so as we started out, I, I talked about purpose. Well, coaching has caused me to really drill in more specifically about my own purpose and my vision for life. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's provided me um, the, some, some key disciplines that help me drive my purpose and yes. make sure that I achieve my vision and mission. So for, so for me, my personal, my personal vision, which I don't mind sharing, it's very short. Um, I believe that helping individuals and organizations unleash untapped potential is a, a worthwhile endeavor. Mm-hmm. Um, I will help them do that through coaching, mentoring, and training. The proceeds that I receive from that are used for three things. Number one, stewardship to the Lord and to the community. Yes. Secondly, uh, securing financial security for my family. Mm-hmm. And number three, having some extra resources to do some things that make a difference in the world or make a difference with my family. That's it. So when I step back and somebody says, okay, so uh, we're going to Vegas and we'd like you to come along, I have to drop back and say, okay, does that serve my vision and my purpose? Mm. Um, so if I go to Vegas, which I really, I, I, I really don't like Vegas and I don't enjoy, mm. I, mean, you know, I don't gamble. Sure. So it, did, it doesn't fit my, it, it may be fun for them, it mm-hmm. would not be fun for me. Right. It's not consistent with my vision about where I want to go. It doesn't yes. inform it in any way. Yes. So I, I make the decision to say no. Mm-hmm. Um, other things come along in business. It's like, okay, well, we have this guy who really wants you to fly to so-and-so. He'll pay your expenses. He wants you to figure out a way that he can make lots of money. And it's like, uh, you know, if he's just money driven, I'm not so sure that that fits with what I do. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll visit with him and talk to him by phone and maybe be able to direct him to some other resources that are more in line with what he wants, but that's not in line with the way I, I live and I yes. operate my coaching. 
Fan- I mean, I think mean, there's fantastic points, and I and I I, lo- I love how you you're talking about. I'm hearing from you is purpose, intentionality, and focus. Specifically, with even even the last example, you talked about who you work with, and because sometimes, and, you, and, you, and we know this, sometimes people begin a coaching, a business coaching relationship because mm-hmm. they want to grow their business, and that's good, and, then, and that's a good thing, right? And then, but then when you have that consultation or you get with them and you're asking them questions, and you get to figure out, are they open to a holistic approach? I think you and I are aligned in that. That we, y- yes. We, we absolutely will help with the business, but the key to the business is your holistic life. Because mm-hmm. sometimes when, when your biggest problem right now is, you know, it's some, somebody's their marriage is their, their biggest problem. Is that hindering your business? Are mm-hmm. you distracted in your business? Are you worried in your business because of your marriage? Mm-hmm. So then, where, where, what's going to actually help your business? What, it's to get your life on track. Yes, so that you can have the extra energy to right. devote your to business exactly right so what, I, what i'm hearing from you is with that the person who just wants to make money it's well if they're good with a holistic approach because the key to making more money sometimes is helping a complete separate area that they may not see the connections and the dots mm-hmm. aligned mm-hmm. but um, again outside perspective that third party um, view is able to see how these are all connected yeah and so what so what i do is value-based coaching yes so I, what I, I what i try to do is figure out your purpose and, and we start with the first exercise that we do with anyone is what is their life vision and it, it's like well I, you know i i know what i want to do in my head and i said no you, you write it down you write it down in in a way that makes sense to you that you can communicate to those that you care about um, and then you come in and you put your business vision in that to see how it informs your life uh, purpose and what you're most passionate about doing while you're on this earth and if if those align then we'll probably align as a coach and a client mm-hmm. if those things don't align we probably won't have a long-term relationship but I'll make sure that I refer you to someone who can help you achieve your vision and mission Uh, that you've set for yourself which sounds like it's all financial yes exactly right i love it i love it i I, I love your passion for helping people where it really counts and what would you say has helped you grow the most as a coach um i'd I'd say um two things number one uh, getting out there and experiencing coaching in an area that is uh, out of my wheelhouse mm-hmm. so coaching someone who's in an industry that I've never worked with yes. before uh, or a business that I've never worked with before mm-hmm. uh, but uh, what I've found out over a period of time is businesses no matter what with whether it's an attorney who wants to grow their business or a um, a third-party insurance administrator or somebody in a staffing business they all end up with the same challenges and issues yes so what's helped me grow is to actually reach out and be open to coaching somebody in an industry I'm totally unfamiliar with yes it's for instance I have um, one one um, client who's in the house moving business and he, he moves historic buildings He'll pick up a 
500-ton building and move it. Mm. And it's like, okay, well, so I I was drawn and fascinated by the fact that that's such an interesting engineering feat. Mm -hmm. But then secondly, to find out that a lot of the issues that he deals with in that business are the same as the folks in other businesses. The, what he does and the technical yes. expertise and the engineering and logistics skill he has is totally different. Sure. So I've learned a lot from that. And it's helped me to really uh, create a different, uh, a, a very holistic perspective, uh, a diverse perspective about how I approach problems. I can see how he approaches a problem using those engineering and logistics thought processes. And so when I'm faced with a client that's got a totally different kind of problem, it's given me new skill sets to drive off of. Yes, yes. And what what I love about what you just said is that there are industries that are going to ask for your service. Mm-hmm. There are industries that have asked for my service. And I, I, my first response, when, when it's completely foreign to me, and it's like fear, worry, <laughs> doubt, insecurity. Like, what, that, do, what do I know about? It pops up. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And and in that space, you know, I think after the worry, fear, doubt, insecurity is there, and you wait, wait, hold on. Wait, my role isn't being the expert Mm-mm. in their industry. But it's being an expert, even how, you, how your mission, the, the expert in potential. Yeah. And if I can help somebody with their potential in any industry, in any business, and there, there's actually a finite number of issues. Even I love your, your five Ps. Those, those are finite. It's a mm-hmm. very simplistic where you could have a razor-like focus and create some great traction of success regardless of the industry. Right. Which, Again, it's one of my favorite things of what we do. We can help anybody, anywhere. Yeah, so, mm. and, and I'm sure you've experienced that too. It's like, yes. oh, okay, so I just had a wonderful experience working with this client that I had no idea about their industry or business. Yes. And um, so you learn along the way. You pick, up, you pick up their thought processes and the way that they approach problems. And you, learn, you put that in your, in, in your wheelhouse uh, for a future tool to use. Yes. I love it. Yes, I'm with it 100%. So talk to me about when you first saw yourself as an effective coach. Like you went from maybe you went from I'm okay to, oh, wow. Like you looked back in the mirror or you reflected you what you went, whoa, like I'm an effective coach. T- tell me about what, what that was like for you when you saw yourself truly unlocking this potential in other people. Okay, so there's a couple of, uh, I, I think probably the, the best example is that um, I ran across this individual who, who had a business and he bought it out from somebody else and he, uh, he was trying to grow it and trying to get it started and he, he said, well, somebody said I needed a coach. And so I went to him and um, we, we, worked out a, we worked out an agreement and he actually came on one of my peer advisory boards where we bring 10 business owners together, seven to 10, and they serve as a board of directors for each other. And so we helped him really get a handle on running a business. He had not run a business before. He came out of the insurance field as, a, as an agent mm-hmm. and a manager, but he had never run his own business. But then he bought an insurance uh, management agency. And so it was like, hey, help me learn the business side of it. And so I was able through 
about three years of interacting with him to really see the lights go off and for him to just be totally empowered to go off and do what he needed to do. And he actually graduating himself off of the board. He says, I don't need this particular board anymore. I still need coaches and mentors. And I've identified because of you, I've identified an advisory board that's going to help me move in this direction. Yes. And so I'm going to move forward. So that that was great. And it was really, um, I felt good about having been able to graduate him to this new business level as a, as a business owner. Yes. Um, three years later, he came back to me and he says, I'm, I'm, I want to involve my son in the business. He wants to come back and work for me. Mm-hmm. And I want him to become an integral part of my business. Would you come over and coach him in business and leadership? He has none of those skills. Nice. Coach him in business and leadership so that we can um, integrate him into the business. So yes. that 10 years from now, he can be part owner. And I mm-hmm. said, absolutely. So I did that. And so I did that for two years with him. And then um, we were just about through that process and he called me back and he says, I'm rebranding my company and, um, but I need, I need, I know I need you and I need you to help me integrate that branding throughout my entire organization. And I want you to train my entire um, executive team Mm -hmm. on how to be business owners and how to lead effectively as we go through this rebranding. So he called me back to do that, and I'm still in that process now. All right. It's so, uh, your question was, when did I- See yourself as effective, yes. Right now, I see myself (laughs) as an effective coach. (laughs) Yes, I love it. Okay, I mean, you think about that. I mean, even what you just described, you described a father who saw the value what you did. And, then, and, and I always think this is one of the most precious things you could receive in life. When a parent says, I want you to influence my son. Absolutely. Like, because what, I, what I've learned, and, I, and I've, years back I worked in the daycare industry, I learned the most precious thing in all of life to parents, even more than money most of the time, is, is their, their children. Oh, and if, if the parents are saying, we want you to influence my child, my son, they must have had a powerful experience with you to want that kind of influence. And then for them to say, you know what, not just the son, but I want you to come help the entire organization work through this, this huge transformation and transition. Absolutely. Uh, yes. It sounds like effective to me. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, so there've been other moments, but mm-hmm. that's one that kind of, it's had uh, kind of three milestones in the aha. Yes. Yes. Okay, so to tell us about, okay, if, if somebody were to come to you and they're, they're starting out their coaching business, you know, mm-hmm. they're in the beginning phases, and then they're like, what advice do you have for me, Ed? Like, Ed, tell us, um, tell me what, what, you, what advice you would give to a young, uh, a, a, a starting out coach in building their practice. What advice would you have for them? Okay, for the first thing is um, study the different coaching uh practices and opportunities that there are out there. Um, I know the company that you work for, Maxwell, just has some tremendous tools and great training to to uh, build you up and mm-hmm. to continue to refine your coaching skills. Sure. Um, so for an individual going out the first time, I'd say 
don't try to create it on your own. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I got started in coaching 12 years ago, coaching was just uh, on the edge of becoming a recognized profession. It really wasn't, it wasn't out there. I mean, um, Stephen Covey's group was doing coaching for the first time. Um, And um, International Federation of Coaching was just, had a certification process, but they only had, they didn't have very many people involved in coaching and most of them were life coaches. They weren't business coaches. So find a foundational program that you believe in that's consistent with your personal uh, passion and your purpose, what you're trying to accomplish. And align yourself with that organization, get the training that you need and um, practice, practice, practice it this is it's all about practice and what you'll find if you if you work with any coaching training organization whether that's international coaching federation or any of its certified trainers Mm -hmm. or or maxwell or any any other group that you go to yes hone your skills in listening yes observing Mm -hmm. and asking questions there we go if you do that you will accelerate your proficiency in the coaching process. Coaching is not about giving people advice. I'm not an advice giver. Yes. If they ask me for advice, I will shift gears and just say, we are moving out of coaching yes. into, into consulting here. Exactly. And that's a different thing. So if that's what you want, we'll do that. I would rather have... Uh, uh, spend some time right now and going deeper and having you figure out what you already know about the best way to resolve this issue. Yes. So um, really working, just honing those skills and in, in uh, questioning, listening, learning how to help people assess and hold up that mirror for them about where they are and what's most important. Mm, yes. So many great principles. I think, uh, I, I love the idea of um, learning the practices and the nuances of each particular approach. But really, the skill set, you, you really, I think, you said that in a simplistic but powerful way, which is listening, asking questions, observing, and just in repeat. And that's a, so much of what coaching is, mm-hmm. which is helping to draw out that potential, help them to move toward the potential, and to really uh, begin taking actions. And I, th- I think one of those is really that that observing skill where where you don't become sympathetic to the other person you don't even necessarily become empathetic you're still very objective in helping them um, helping reflect back to them where they are and not getting that person personally involved to the extent that you miss nuances of where they are and, and your opportunity to help them take that next step mm-hmm. yes. that objectivity objectivity really and observation okay right. i like it i like it all right so i know we're going to bring it in here for our landing but i want to ask you one final question and it's about the phase of life of being a grandfather so in this phase of life what is most precious to you about this part of the journey okay well I, I have a number of grandkids and most of them are grown. So I focus a lot on um, my two youngest grandkids who are an integral part of my life. I actually spent five years with them and I was there the day they came home from the hospital and mm-hmm. stayed up at night um, 
and uh, held at least one of them in my arm while either my wife or my daughter was holding the other one in their arms and I'd spent five years helping to nurture and uh, help them grow. So um, my most important role as a coach and a mentor and a parental figure or, or a grandparent figure with them is to help them become successful in life. Yes. And um, that's going to be done through really good modeling. I have mm-hmm. to model every day and everything I say and do. Yes what is right and good and consistent with uh, uh, modeling uh, Christian uh, interaction and on, yes. this, on this earth and uh, doing God's will. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, um, helping, helping them exactly do what I do with my other coaching uh, clients, and that is asking them questions so that they can begin to discern and figure out what the best thing is to do in particular situations. If I can do that, um, and they can see principles in action, uh, those will become embedded, Mm -hmm. and uh, they'll pick up some life skills that are gonna help them along the way. So my goal is to help these two uh, beautiful young people um, move to the next level in their life and become successful adults yes. at some point yes and and let them go through those failures and and uh, struggles uh with support mm-hmm. but with uh redirection and principles yes fabulous i think uh i think you're, you're talking about modeling spot on talking about asking the questions listening helping some of the same tools you, you're, you're honing and you you really get into a mastery space in your business to really bring those home with your parenting, with your grandparenting, and making a positive impact there as well. Um, I love it, and I think that's that's spot on because it's one of those listening can be used in every single relationship that we're in. Absolutely, and you know, you, you, when I'm I'm doing training sessions around management and leadership, I always ask people to raise their hands. How many of you have had um, training in listening and? It's like uh, nobody raises their hands. They, mm-hmm. We teach people how to read, write, speak. We don't teach them how to listen. Mm, so. Yes. Another one. Yeah, another great point. Again, that's fantastic. And uh, again, it, it's, a, it's a skill we learn in the coaching world that's it's useful with every single relationship. Well, fantastic. Well, if you're, if you're tuning in, I'm here with Ed Beershank, and we're talking about coaching and his coaching journey. And I want to encourage you, if, if the principles we shared that if something struck a chord with you, a principle you're like, you know what, Somebody, so-and-so needs to hear this. Send this podcast to somebody that they can benefit from what we talked about. Maybe, maybe they're, they're ambitious about being a coach. You know, I, I don't know about you, but I, I get people contacting all, all me time. all the time. They, they want to be a coach in, in this area, that area. But this, is, this might be one of those, po- not might be, this is one of those podcasts you might want to take and send to them if they're thinking about the coaching journey so they can learn about one coaching journey and, and how it's working, what they're, what they're, what they're finding. And uh, so, so give it the five-star rating on, on Apple Podcasts. Uh, if, if, if you see it on social media or you see it over um, on YouTube, like and subscribe. And, 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 and let us know what you thought about, about our conversation. Leave us a comment. But uh, thank you so much. And again, we're here on the Strong Life Coach Podcast where we speak life, coach life, write life, and lead life. I'm here with Ed, and thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Derek. Life is good. That's right. That's right.